excited for tonight. I'm excited to um, for you guys to hear a little bit about um, what happened this past week at Denver. Um, a lot of our students, a lot of our students and leaders that are here tonight um, went on that trip. And um, I believe that um, there's some things that are going to be shared tonight that some things that did that God did on our hearts this past week that are going to challenge you and that are going to speak to your hearts and and that and hopefully like what we said will just challenge us to grow closer to God and um, so it, but it, it's trips like this it's trips like these guys took to Iceland it's trips like these missions trips it's things like camps that that can change your life if you allow God to let it change your life and so. Man, I'm excited for us to share tonight, for us to talk about what's going on. And, and I believe that God wants to speak to your heart tonight. It's not just going to be an open mic night, but I really believe that something that's going to be shared tonight will really speak to your heart and will really challenge you tonight. And so um, could we do this? Could we have our team um, of students and leaders who went last week? Would you guys come up to the front? Here's what I'd like uh, for our team Man, these guys, I tell you guys, these guys did an awesome job last weekend. I've, uh, last weekend, last week, and last weekend, we were there that weekend too. But um, these guys did an awesome job. I'm really proud of them. They worked hard. They served hard. They played hard. We, um, we went rafting on, on that Saturday. Um, some people about lost their shorts. Some people about lost their salvation. And uh, some people fell out of the boat twice. It was a really good weekend. But our boat was good. We didn't, none of our people fell out. Right. So um, as these guys are talking, there's going to be some of the pictures that, of, of our experience last week that are going to kind of flash up on the screen. So you guys can, um, you guys can check that out. Well, I, what I want to do first before these guys share... Um, Man, Pastor Isaac there in Denver, what he does is it's amazing. What he does he does to reach out to the community there, it's 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 mind blowing to me. And and uh, I love the, his ministry, and I love how he reaches out to his community and the types of things that he does does. But I don't want to take up too much time. I want these guys to have opportunities to share. And um, so here's what I wanted to do. Um, I want you guys to share the most fun thing. That happened on this trip. Okay, this whole week was so much fun. So I don't even know where to begin. Of course, rafting was really fun, but and watching people fall out of the boat and stuff. But I think one of the funnest things was when we got the chance to take all the kids to the park and just running around with them, playing tag and doing um, handshakes and riding on the bus with them. Just getting to know the kids was the most fun to me. Um, like Mackenzie said, this entire week was just a blast. Um, a couple highlights, of course, would be rafting and getting to know those kids. I just wanted to bring every single one of them home and just love on them and just show the compassion of Christ that they deserve. And another fun thing that I experienced is being a new member here to Emerge. I enjoyed getting closer with everybody, and I was glad that I had the opportunity to open myself up to them and have them open themselves up to me. Um, I definitely think one of the most fun parts of the week was going to the splash park with the kids, because even though it wasn't very hot outside and the sun was not out, we were all freezing cold, 
soaking wet in <laughs> Dakota flooded the splash park <laughs> and <laughs> that was his story. no take that back rewind just kidding um anyways <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come back to that picture <clears throat> um and just running around with the kids and like getting water dumped on you with the kids even though it sounds like I don't know. It's just fun, like, just looking at them smile and, like, seeing them laugh. And because they don't get to do that kind of stuff, like, all the time. It's kind of like a the summer camp that they have done this whole month of July is basically, like, an, a whole adventure for them. Because it only happens, like, once a summer, basically. So, yeah, and it was just super fun getting to know the kids throughout the week and just becoming, like, super close to them and thinking of them as your siblings or... Okay, um, I would say the most fun part for me was this little kid named Johan, and he's the biggest cheeks in the whole entire world, and he asked for my digits. He was three years old. <laughs> um, it's Boo, so uh, it was really <laughs> remarkable on how he knew that stuff, so, yeah. I have to say the most fun part for me was, like, getting closer to the kids and, like seeing them get so close to us and like how excited they were when we got there so. um what i was gonna say was <laughs> i flooded the splash park there was well, there was one drain in there and i flooded it i just laid down on it and <laughs> and so uh that that part of the day was pause right fun. there if you can <laughs> that's dakota laying over the splash park drain Letting the whole park. <laughs> Dakota brought the party. He started the movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So at, when I got up, all of them started trying to lay down on it, and that was pretty cool. So. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Um, I would say the most funnest thing. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, um, as I was saying. It was probably the gym, uh, not the gym, the park. Just like hanging with the kids, we'd play basketball, and we'd play superheroes and stuff. And I was always the villain, and they'd always just chase me. It was kind of hiding trees and stuff. So yeah, that was fun. Um, I think the most fun part for me was just getting to hang out with the kids and stuff, and getting to take them to the park and just like running around with them. And all of the girls like to play with their hair, and it hurt really bad, but it was still like really fun. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, well, the whole week just playing with the kids was super fun for me. But the funniest thing that happened, I thought, was when Theo fell out of the wa- <laughs> when Theo <laughs> fell out of the raft, and as I was pulling him back up, the current took his shorts all the way down to his ankles, <laughs> and I had to pull him back in, and then he <laughs> got his shorts back on real quick, and it was just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I'd have to say, uh, just playing with the kids, you know. I fell out of the boat and about lost my salvation. <laughs> I definitely lost my Jesus. Uh, <laughs> that was um, that was not fun, but uh, it was definitely funny. <laughs> okay, so um, some of you guys went ahead and shared the funniest thing. I wanted you to share the most fun thing, but what's the funniest thing that happened? This week, there's lots of obviously. Obviously, you guys know when our group takes a trip together, lots of fun happens. 
But what's what's the funniest thing that happened, Eric? I got hogtied. <laughs> Do we have that video? Oh, okay. Well, I already said my funniest. Okay. So second, third, and fourth funniest was watching Dakota fall out twice and then Eric also fall out. I don't know why. That's just really funny. Um, I think the funniest thing was when Eric got back in the boat. <laughs> but... Uh, but um, I think watching Dakota fall out was really funny the second time because we pulled Theo in, but Dakota just kind of went down the river. <laughs> like, we were just like, bye. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, I can say something about the rafting, which is funny. The lady we were with, the guide, she said last year that only three had fallen out. No, two. Only two had fallen out Only one in one year. And then this year we had four people fall out, which is funny. Five people, which topped in one top trip. Tiers, in one trip, which is funny. Um, the funniest thing I think. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Uh, Theo in his shorts falling down. That was pretty funny. I wasn't there, but it, you it weren't sounded, there. It sounded funny. Were you floating down? The yeah, river? I was floating down the river. Oh, all okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess floating me floating down the river was pretty funny too. <laughs> I would say, like, everyone falling out of the raft is really funny. Especially Eric. No offense to Eric. <laughs> really funny. Okay, another funny moment was watching Debbie kick butt at arm wrestling little kids. I thought that was pretty great, so. Yeah. yeah. Who won? You did. Of course you did. She beat um, all those kids. One funny thing I remember is... We were playing spoons. I think it was Friday night. We were playing spoons, and everybody was just so exhausted, and we were just basically all done. But we wanted to play spoons because we didn't want to go to bed yet. And I remember Ariana. She lost. She didn't grab a spoon in time, so she threw her cards down. There were like these huge pillars in the hotel lobby that we were staying at. She's just walking away, and you see her just run into the pillar as she's walking away, like, because she's raging. She's full-on just, like, almost, like, speed-walking to her, like, to the elevators in her room. And she just, she just ran into the pillar. And I almost (laughs) fell out of my chair laughing. It was so funny. Um, One thing that was pretty funny was the only people that fell out on our rafting trip was our group. Not a single other person fell out. That was pretty funny. It was nine rafts. Yeah, nine rafts. And out of the nine rafts, only three of those rafts were our group. Yeah. And only our people. Our people fell out. Fell out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our boat was the best. Um, but another funny thing was one night, I don't remember which it was, but we all were so tired. We were getting loopy, and we were on the bus. And I'm not even 100% sure what was happening. But when I get tired and I get loopy, I just completely lose it. So I'm sitting there crying. I'm laughing so hard. I don't even know what I'm laughing at. And just everybody in general. Like, we walk into Walgreens, and all of us are like, ha ah! And the guys are just kind of, like, looking at us. So we were like, hey. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then the very first day we were there, um, Dustin got showed up uh, doing the whip by all the kids. They were like, no, 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 no. That's not how you do it. And that was pretty funny. So many things this week were hilarious. There was 
the comment about Dustin's dancing, this little girl came up and she goes, I knew you. You're that guy that dances like a girl. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, Theo's comments all week, commenting on everything in his grammar, how much people are left. Every time. It was so funny. Um, playing Uno with Dakota. If you've never done that, don't ever play Uno with Dakota or any card game. <laughs> And Debbie losing her mind laughing coming out of the mall. <laughs> she literally had to stop like four times and cross her legs because she was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. All right. So one of you guys, um, I, I guess I should have started with this, but one of you guys share what, what Isaac does, what his ministry does, what we did like the first half of the day with the kids, um, the kind of kids we work with and all that kind of stuff. So one of you guys share that. Um, in the morning, well, morning to probably 12, 1230, we'd be with kids and we'd have, there's like split up into age groups. It was like a VBS kind of thing, camp. And there'd be a character skit with Dustin and Jack. That was pretty good. And we went to, bear. Yeah. <laughs> we went to like the park with them. We did Uno and played games and we also taught them Bible, Bible stuff. It was good. We did songs, and then we also gave them breakfast and lunch, which is good because they usually don't get lunch and breakfast because they don't grow up in good homes. Um, someone share about, like, what kind of kids, like, where they come from, what kind of homes they come from. So it's basically poverty and below poverty line kids that we got. Um, some of them... They're not too bad off. They come from pretty decent areas, but most of them were right there in the neighborhood. And the street corner that Isaac's church is on um, is one of the worst neighborhoods in Denver. There's constant drug dealing, constant prostitution. Um, I mean, we watched drug deals go on right in front of the church as we were there. Um, Isaac even adopted a baby girl. Her name is Nisea. And she was the most precious thing in the world. But um, she was a sex for drugs baby. And um, the mother could not take care of her. And so she had been to the church with Isaac and Jamie. And um, they were like, this is all of a sudden. We don't know what to do. But they took her in and they've been raising her since she was 11 days old. Um, she's almost two now. And um, so just the m miracles that came from her in their life, because they were trying to say she had all these sort of problems going on with her. And so there's little Nisea's story. But, yeah, the kids, they just, it was almost heartbreaking a few times. They come in just so exhausted and so tired. And it was kind of hard for them to open up at first. But then you realize that, like, their parents are those drug dealers. Their parents are those partiers that stay up and keep them up all night. There was a few times that some of them, they would be there one day and wouldn't be there the next because they were so exhausted from everything that was going on. And so that's just kind of the area that we were at. Someone else share uh, the types of things we did in the afternoons. Um, in the afternoons, we, we did a few different things, but mostly we... Um, focused on, like, the homeless in the area and the parks nearby um, by going out. And we, one day we made them lunches, and we went out and passed them out, and we prayed for them and just kind of 
let them, a lot of those people don't have anybody to talk to. And so we just sat there and let them talk to us for as long as they needed. And, you know, like I said, prayed for them and invited them to the community dinner, which we did Thursday night, um, which was really neat. And one day we went to the park right behind the church and we just grilled out with them and, you know, fed them, give them hot dogs. We just hung out and we played ping pong and we just got to know them. And one of the most heartbreaking things was while we were at that park, this mother, when we first got there, um, we heard about just a few blocks down from his church that this little baby had been murdered by its own mother and her boyfriend. And while we were at that park, this woman came up and said, you know, did you hear about that? Well, I'm her grandmother. She was that baby's grandmother. And so we just, we met so many people like that, just hearing their stories and getting to pray with them. And it was an amazing privilege. And and then, yeah, Thursday we did the community dinner where we had everybody, all the homeless people that we had met come to the church and we fed them and um, talked to them. And Isaac gave a sermon and it was really neat. Yeah. Um, would one of you guys, I know you hit on a little bit, somebody else explain the Thursday night dinner, like, like what we do, um, the kinds of things that went on. Okay, so we like set out Bibles, like new, the newer ones, and just invited all of them to come in, and they could eat food. And it was really nice. And we'd, we'd like, some of us were servers, and some would just sit down and talk to them and have conversations. Well, mostly listen to them, not really talk. Because they all want to talk and stuff. Yeah. And wasn't it like his 147th? 14th? Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, he's done 114 consecutive nights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 114 yeah. consecutive meals. Every Thursday. Free meals that they've uh, done for the community. And he would also preach a message that was really good. Yeah. Um, if you guys, how many of you guys were um, kind of doing security outside the building? Um, it was really cool to see, if you guys noticed, the line that lined up the people that lined up for this community, it was like part way down the block. And uh, I, I didn't get a count of how many people were that showed up for the dinner. Um, but if you could imagine, their their whole building, their whole room is smaller than, it's probably as wide as from the front of the stage to the sound booth. It's probably like this right here. It's probably about this size. And... Um, Loaded with tables and chairs. Like this, they set up nights. They don't just throw out some tables and some chairs for these this community, for the homeless people. Um, and it's not like extravagant nice, but they set up nice. And they, they try to bless these people and try to take care of them. And Isaac preaches a message, and he don't hold back. Um, if you guys heard, like his message was pretty raw, and it was pretty to the point. And uh, I, I loved what he had to say. And like even people were amening and... and all kinds of stuff. It was it was really good. Um, so some of our team were servers. They would serve food. Some of our team worked kind of security outside because only how many people at a time do you come down? Five. Five at a time? Okay. Sixteen because they're, they're kind of in a basement 16. of a building. And so people would come down the stairs, um, 16 people at a time, and then they would get served and seated, and then the next 16 would come through and... Um, 
and we would just so there was a group of servers, there was a group of security working outside, and then there was a group of people who just sat at the tables and just had conversations with these people. Um, would you guys mind some of you guys who experienced some of those conversations? Um, just kind of share how that went and uh, kinds of things you talked about and uh, and how it ended up. Uh, I know some of you guys got the opportunity to pray for some people. Um, so would those of you guys who kind of experienced that, would you mind sharing? I can start off yeah. right now. Okay. We met this guy named Jamie. Dakota and I did. It's pretty. He was, he was like, he like, we asked him like, what do you like to do? And he said, I like to smoke weed, party, and hang out with friends and stuff. What? Yeah, drinking and stuff. And then we, and he's like, no, I really, I do like to, I like to play sports and stuff. But he's always too lazy because he's always smoking and stuff. And he also didn't have enough money. Like, he said he wanted to do crafts, but he can't because he's not enough money. And at the end, we asked if we could pray for him, and we prayed for him. And no, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, at the end of the night, like, D- Dakota and Theo were sitting over by Jamie. And t- describe him a little bit. He would like to laugh a lot at random times. Just go start laughing. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but not really. Um, <laughs> anyways, he, he, he had like a tank top. Um, it, probably, it looked like it broke, and he had it tied up. He had a dare thing for drugs, which is kind of funny. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> he obviously does. And then he, something else. Um, he had some shorts, and his hair was all crazy and stuff. And he also, like, he would, like, talk and then just go like that. Like, I don't know if he had Tourette's or something like that. Or he's just, I don't know, he'd just go. You could tell, like, he was really, he was homeless. Yeah, you could tell. Like, he was kind of filthy. Did he, did he Didn't smell, smell good? good, no. No. Did not. <laughs> um, he had just did this, he, he looked like a crazy man, really. Like, he had this scraggly beard and this crazy hair. And, uh, yeah, he acted kind of crazy a little bit, too. But it was kind of cool. At the end of the night, and, and I didn't make anybody do this, but at the end of the night, um, Dakota and Theo were over there talking to this guy. And next thing you know, we look over, and they're gathered around him with their hands on him, just praying for him. And it was just kind of a really cool moment there. Um, obviously, I love getting to work with the children, but doing the homeless ministry was probably my favorite part of every day. Just because, as Mackenzie had described them, they are some of the most real people that you will ever talk to. Um, at the community dinner, I did drinks for a while, and then I got to go in and sit down with people. And um, I talked to one man and his friend, uh, Keith and Mick. And um, Keith was just, despite the hardships that he had been through, he was so full of life and hope. And he was just such a happy person. And um, he I, I don't think he was completely homeless, but you could tell he was on rough times. He was talking about how he um, had just got a job at the airport. And then he went on to talk about um, his family that he has from the Kansas City area. So it was cool to connect to him with that. And um, he talked about his time in the Army, and he, um, he said he was stationed in Alaska for a while. And just the life that was in his speech as he spoke of the beauty of Alaska was just, that just, I don't know why, it just stuck out to me. And um, 
at the end of that, we asked if um, we could pray for him. And he was kind of hesitant at first, but he was like, honestly, I just want continued friendship like this. I want continued blessings and happiness. And just a simple request like that, that was just touching to me. Um, There was the very first day that we did the homeless ministry when we went to kind of like a central park of Denver downtown. Um, Towards the end of it, after we had finished passing out the lunches, there was one man that we asked if we could give him a lunch because we had like one or two more. And he said, I already got one. And um, I was like, okay, well, can I pray for you? And it... (laughs) Usually I'm not a very emotional person, but his reaction, he just, he stopped and he was like, um, well, and he started choking up and that right there just caught me. And he was like, I just want continued friendship and happiness. And just to get two requests of friendship and happiness in a week, that just, seeing that from hard times, it just was... It was amazing to me. Um, So we, of course, prayed for him. And um, there was a group of us that we went into the library and talked to this one man. And we were there for a good 30 minutes or so. And um, he was so filled with bitterness and anger. And it was just kind of sad to see that. And... um, He was talking about his time that he had spent um, in the, was it Korean or Vietnam? Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. He was talking about all of that and how, like, when those soldiers came back, like, how we as Americans um, had treated them poorly and stuff. And he was still mad and upset about that. And he claimed to be a Christian, yet he was mad at God. And I understand sometimes things like that happen. But just to see such bitterness from one person was just, it was remarkable that anybody could hold on to something like that. Um, And then there was another night or a day when we um, had gone to the park right behind the buildings and um, we were passing out the hot dogs and stuff. And we were just telling people, like, hey, here in a few minutes, the hot dogs will be ready, blah, blah, blah. And one lady, she went off on me. Um, She tried pulling me to the side, just me by myself. And, of course, we were instructed, don't go alone anywhere. And I stepped up and I said, hey, I can't go with you. My team has to come. And she got so mad at me. She goes, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to touch you. She just started yelling. And I said, ma'am you're going to have to either talk to me and my team or you're just not going to have to talk to us. And so she calmed down a little bit, but she started getting on to us about how we were coming into this park and feeding them and um, how, because we had had troubles with the police right before we went out. They didn't want us out there because they were, but um, they were trying to get the drug dealers out of there because the drug dealers would go into the homeless parks and take advantage of the homeless, make them sell drugs and everything like that. And if they didn't, they'd be killed off. And so just to see the bitterness from her as well, I mean, just she was yelling at me. And I said, ma'am, if you have an issue with it, we can bring it up with the pastor. She goes, well, we don't have to do that, but I want you to know that this is not the right thing. You guys shouldn't be here drawing more people in, which I can understand her point. But just bitterness from people, it just, I don't know. I try not to be a bitter person. So that just really, it spoke to me that somebody could be like that 
and just really hurt, especially the man at the library who was mad at God for his situation. And because Kinsey had um, asked to pray with him, and he said, I don't believe prayer works anymore. It's worthless. And just hearing those words from somebody just really spoke to me. And just, like I said, it hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like for all of you, if you would, um, share about what God spoke to you or about what God did in your heart uh, this past week. Um, okay, they've heard this over and over because we've talked about it. But going in, I had no idea what an emotional toll this week would take on me. And just the heartbreak that we would go through there between getting so close to the kids and hearing their stories. And it just it broke your heart. And then getting to know the, the homeless people and their stories. And, you know, we met a guy, me and Denise did, who said in the past... The past winter, he watched two of his best friends freeze to death and stuff like that. And it was just, it really tugs on your heart. And I don't think I've ever cried in one youth trip before just because it really touched me. And I realized how much of a passion I had for this evangelism that we were doing. And just whether it was mopping the floor or making lunches or passing them out in the rain or just playing with the kids. It just, I loved every minute of it. And I don't think we should have to go all the way to Colorado to do that. I think, you know, God spoke to me and said, this is going to be a part of your life. And that's something that we should be doing here. You know, we have all of this right around us and we're not doing anything. And it really, he spoke to me that that's something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life is just with the homeless and outreach like that. And I just, I loved it. It was one of the most touching weeks of my life. Like Mackenzie said, the emotional toll that just kind of the floodgates opened in me. Um, I know I've always known that I want to do something with kids. Like I know I want to be an elementary school teacher and being with those kids this week was just, it was a blessing and seeing every single one of their little precious faces just light up even a few minutes after being there, I mean, you could tell they were exhausted, but once they got to be there with us, that just, uh, it was amazing. Um, and I've always had this feeling of wanting to travel as well. And I've never known what it was, but now I can kind of see that I would at least like to put my foot in the door of evangelism. And that would just that would be miraculous to me if I could get to do something like that. So um, I appreciate this past week that I've had and being able to experience that. Um, Well, I went on the trip two years ago when we first went to Denver. I mean, that was life-changing and all, but this trip was definitely more eye-opening and life-changing than the other one because I was only 13 when I went the first time, but now I'm 15 and I just feel like I understand more and I comprehend like the issues that people have now and um just this week is has been very like I said already twice life-changing it's just it's always going to have a place in my heart and just being able to watch everybody on my side and just watching them have their hearts poured out to their to the kids and just the homeless people and even just even pouring my heart out to the homeless people and the kids and 
it was just um, crazy just to hear about all the situations that even some of the kids were telling us about, just what they go through at their homes and what they go through even on the streets. Like Jeremy had said, there's already been a couple of the older guys um, already been recruited by some of the gangs and stuff in Denver. It's just crazy because like some of those people, some of those kids were my age, and just thinking of, I don't know, some of my friends here getting recruited by the gangs. It's just crazy to think about, and yeah, just this week was definitely life changing, and yeah. All right, so I had two major things happen. Like being in foster care, I get attached, but there was this little girl named Heaviness, and. But the beginning of the week, she was just so mean and, you know, just wouldn't talk to nobody. And by the end of the week, she couldn't let go of me. And on the last day, I don't think I've cried in my whole entire life that much. And she she told me, she goes, I don't, I don't want you to go. And I was like, well, if there's another time I can come back, I will. She goes, I'll have my mom sign me up for camp. And in and, and that happening, I was just sitting there. I'm like, she doesn't get this love at her house. Her mom's a nurse, and having us lives with her grandma because her mom doesn't have enough time to take care of her. And I just thought, like, I am so not grateful for what I have in my life. I mean, I have a phone. I have parents who love me. And hearing what she's going through just kind of broke my heart. And we went to a church on a Wednesday. I don't, was it Red Rocks or something like that? And... I'd been praying. I had a fear of, like, older men, and I just I wasn't comfortable. And I'd prayed that night to let that fear be gone. And the next day, we went to talk to the homeless. And, well, the day before the church, I, wouldn't, I, was, I was hiding behind Jack. I wasn't going to talk to nobody. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't going to happen. And on Thursday, I actually talked to a lot of people, and I was pretty shocked. And when they would talk to me, I, was, I would just... I mean, I was, like, open, and I was telling them, like, well, I'm so happy that you're doing that, and, I mean, I have a feeling you're going to go far, and God was telling me a lot of things that, like, I shouldn't be scared, and I should be more open, and I actually, when they asked for people, like, who would want to be out in the crowd, I was like, I'll serve, because I don't want to talk, and then Jeremy forced me to be out in the crowd, so... (laughs) But it was a lot of just eye-opening things. Like, I feel more grateful for what I have, and I'm a lot more thankful for the home I'm in, and a lot of kids don't get that, so. Um, With the kids, it was kind of, like, sad to see because, like, a lot of them would get in fights, like, during the day, and, like, the older ones, and it was really sad to think about, like, that's what they're used to, and I was sad. And then with the homeless, it was, like, kind of eye-opening to like realize that we should be more thankful for what we have because most of them didn't have anything and so the day we went around uh, packing sack lunches for all the homeless that was pretty cool it was cool like hearing all their stories and how they ended up there yeah and praying with them that was awesome and hanging out with the kids all the people, all the homeless people, I never usually, you see them all the time, you know. But you don't really talk to them and get to know them like we did and give them stuff like that. Uh, it was really nice actually meeting the, meeting some of them and praying with some of them and getting to know some of them. Because they're people too, 
in their community, like the one we went to when we did the hot dogs and stuff. They were talk- They all had water fights and stuff and had fun together. And they're like a family, kind of made of friends. It's, c- it's cool to realize that. Um, kind of like Theo said, how the people were just, whenever we would give them anything, like the homeless people, they were just really like happy. And like they were so grateful for anything that we gave them, even if it was like a really like little sack lunch type thing they were still like so grateful for it and the same thing with the kids the kids were always really happy i mean a few of them weren't super happy all the time but most of them were like really happy all the time and they were super grateful for anything that we gave them and that just made me really think about like the problems that i have in my life are like nothing compared to what these kids and like with the people that were dealing with the people that were there like that's nothing compared to what they're dealing with but they're a lot happier than, like, I can be at times. And so it just gave me, like, a whole new, like, outlook on life and, like, being more positive about my situation because compared to them, like, it's nothing. And so... One of my favorite parts of the week was when we would go out and, like, serve the homeless. Or if it was, like, the Thursday night dinner, we would serve the community and the homeless or go out and feed them hot dogs and stuff like that. And that was a lot of fun for me. And God spoke to me like, we shouldn't have to go out on a missions trip to do stuff like that. We can do that here in our community in Independence and Lee Summit or Blue Springs, uh, whatever. We shouldn't have to go out on a missions trip when we can just do it here in our community. And, yeah, that was something that God spoke to me this week. Uh, definitely uh, feeding the homeless. Um, that uh, my dad was homeless, and uh, so therefore that kind of spoke to me a lot. Seeing what he went through, and that was uh, definitely uh, right there in your face. I was like, "Wow, all right." Um, also, it fired me up to pray for people more uh, when I'm going out and doing my own thing, or um, just stop and pray for people. Um, you guys can have a seat. I just want to close with one thing real quick. Would you put your hands together for our team? Now, um, you guys saw some pictures, and I, it wasn't even the whole thing of, of, of what we did. But I, I love the ministry that Isaac does there, and I love the outreach and the community and, and what he's doing there. And the reason I love it so much and, and how like it really spoke to me and it really impacted me and what he does for that community, what he does for that group of people, he, it's for a group of people that can't give anything in return, that can't give anything back. He's just there giving and giving and giving and reaching and loving and touching that community. And it's for a group of people that can't give anything back. There's, there's nothing that they can do for him. He told me, um, you know, sometimes in their offerings, they'll take up an offering and uh, he'll get joints in the offering. He said, um, you know that homeless people are, sacri- are giving sacrificially. They, they really like the, um, you know, the little gold dollar, the coin. He said the homeless people love, for some reason, and when they love that little gold coin. And he said, you know when you see those in their offering that, that they gave sacrificially. Some people give what they have. And, and the amazing thing about what they're doing is their ministry, they support three missionaries out of their church. 
out of a homeless church, out of what homeless people give, and out of what their community gives. They support three missionaries. And to me, that just blows my mind that that he's able to reach that community and, and he's spent so much time and he is so dedicated and he's so right there that they know him and they know his heart and they believe him and they trust him. And they're there. Homeless people are giving. And it's just, it's like, what do they have to give? And some, some give all that they have to give. Um, and so I just love what he's doing here, uh, what he's doing there. And, and it just really just challenges my heart. Um, so here's the deal, guys, with missions trips, with, with camps, with events, with things that we do. Um, if we don't do anything with, with, with what God did in our lives through these events, through these trips, through these missions trips, then it was just a good, fun trip. And I want to challenge you guys, those of you guys this summer who have taken trips, those of you guys who have done things, to don't let it be just a fun trip that we had during the summer. Yeah, we're going to have fun. It's, it's our youth group. We're always going to have fun. But don't let it be just that. Don't let it be all about that. Let it be about what God did in your heart. Let it be. Let that take a hold of that, and let that challenge you. Like I love what, like Mackenzie said, that really spoke to her. To this be a constant thing, an often thing, an everyday thing, something to reach out into her community and, and evangelism. Let those experiences be something that changes you and just changes your heart. And let it speak to you and let it just challenge you daily. Don't let it just be a missions trip thing, but let it be an everyday thing. Let, it, let God speak to your heart every day. Now, it don't just have to be a homeless person. It could be walking into the store and you see someone and God speaking to your heart to go and talk to that person. You're going to pray with something. That boldness that a lot of you guys, the Iceland guys and, and Denver people... Um, that boldness that you guys had to step out and to just grab some, somebody and just speak to somebody and just to encourage someone, just listen to someone. Use that here. Use that here. Don't let that boldness for Christ be something that you use here, use here, not just on a missions trip. Well, I love something that Isaac said um, about their church and about their ministry. He said, we go and find them. We don't wait till they come in our doors. We go out and we find them and we minister to them. And I love that. I love that. And, and so that is our job. That's our responsibility is to go out and find people. Go out and find them. Because found people, find people. I'm so thankful for our leaders.